guys, thank you so much for joining me today. We are joining me for the status quo. So the status quo. Today, I titled the episode um, Lifestyle. But lifestyle is just so generic and it's just so overwhelming. It doesn't fit any category. But I thought that bringing together women who I have admiration for, who I find interesting and I thought would be engaging. That was sort of like my whole thing of lifestyle. So I'll leave it to you guys to start uh, with the introduction. Um, hi, my name is Sipati. I am a producer and I am starting over. I don't know how else to put it, but I think, yeah, that's, that's literally where I am at the moment. I'm starting over. Mm. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Zandi. I'm a newly qualified uh, CA. Um, yeah, that's Ooh. that's it. I guess we want to talk about ego diversification later. The fact that I'm introducing myself as just a CA, but yeah. for now I'm just a, a newly qualified CA. Yeah. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Bali. Um, I'm also a CA um, in academia. Yeah. So, ladies, thank you all for the introduction. So, do you guys believe that you're living a balanced life? Like, just let's start, ask the word balance. What's, what's balance? Balance is mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. <clears throat> do you think you're living that? Um, now I am. And how did this come about is, oh, my God. So, varsity was always just books. No one, I didn't care to, because I was actually diagnosed with, with uh, depression and varsity in my second year of studies. And I went to see a psychiatrist. They gave me meds and I took the meds the first time and I was sick. And I, I threw up. I think it was a side effect. They did tell me. But I, was, I, I remember making a conscious decision that I have to study and pass. And if throwing up is going to be part and parcel of that, it's not going to work out. So depression would have to take a, backseat for now I'll deal with it you know and that's how it happened and then depression then dealt with me when I got <laughs> as it will as it will creep creep on you so yeah so I, I managed to pass and studied when I started working got to Johannesburg depression I was like okay good friend <laughs> yeah now <laughs> So yeah. I was, I mean, the three years of my articles were hell because I was avoiding it. You know, I was not performing at work. I was mediocre. I was not the Zandi that I know. And that makes me more frustrated because you don't recognize yourself. Now you're even more depressed. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't doing anything about it, mm -hmm. you know, until I got into a very toxic relationship. It's funny how a boy will always be the one who just like got into a toxic relationship. It ended and I couldn't breathe. Physically, I, I was like, okay, this is this is the Anxiety. end of me. Do you get my mm -hmm. point? After, and I'm going to be very personal now, after six suicide attempts, I just felt like depression was like, it was digging in. Remember, it had been digging in, now it, it had worn. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like thinking of, I was driving off bridges, trying to like taking pills. It was a mess. Mm -hmm. Until a friend of mine was like, we're tired, Zandi, we love you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my friends have saved my life quite literally. Mm. And the one friend was like, we're tired of saving your life. Mm. You know, you need to save yourself now. Mm. And for me, that's when the following day, woke up, called work, 
told them I'm not coming in and I drove myself to a psychiatric hospital mm. and I checked myself in and I was there for three weeks. Mm. And then when I came back from there, that's when I, I acknowledged that this is me. This is who I am. This is a part of my life. I need to deal with it. So right now I do gym four times a week. I see a therapist once a week. I'm on my meds and I am, it's, I don't feel like dying anymore. Mm. You know, mm. it's like, Yes, life is like, we'll throw mm. curveballs at you, but I handle them normally, like mm. reasonably, you know. So mental health is an integral part of my life. I do gratitudes every night, you know. I meditate. Mm. So as far as that is concerned, I've seen, I think I've been talking for like a while now, but as far as that is concerned, I've seen what not having those things in check does for you. And now it's, it feels like I'm getting Zandi back and it's amazing. I hope you still have those friends because not they are, of us they have are. friends like my that. Friends, oh my God, my call friends, guys. Order. My friend. I call her to order. <laughs> Good. No, because you need yeah. that sometimes. You do. So, that's, 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 so, so one yeah. of the funny parts with me, I, I actually, I related so much when you actually said, you know what, I also was very academic in the university. Like, mm-hmm. like I was in my feelings, but I was like, I have a bursary. <laughs> I cannot fail. Mm. Failure is not an option. It's not an option. Mm. It's not an option. Mm. I can be yelling, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But those books, just I need to own them. Mm. Basically, I like I didn't allow myself to feel. Like, even if I was yelling, I was like, no. At the end of the day, you know, I have a bursary and my parents were not in a position yes. where my university fees were not. Mm. So it was it is what it is. Like it was just one of those things where I just knew that the I sacrificed a lot of my mental health. Yes. Mm. Mm. Even going through articles, I sacrificed a lot of my mental health. Mm. And I was just, like, there was some points where I was not performing and I just could not understand how I'm not performing. Because mm. mm. I was like, <clears throat> I'm exceptional. Yes. Mm. Depression mm. will do that to you. It will make you question yourself. Mm. Yes. Yes. But I'm exceptional. Yes. Like, standardized yes. test. I'm yes. exceptional. But the yeah. thing is, you're thinking about yourself one dimensionally. Yes. You're not thinking of yourself as a whole Mm. That's yes. what the, that's what yes. it does to you. Until you deal with it, it yes. will convince you that you're hectic. Mm. Absolutely. So, yeah. yes, <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. no, no. Continue. I no, just, I love. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts because you know. I think as the only non-like regulated career person. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like okay, disclosure. How I met Sabati. She was a producer when she invited me to be on her show, Morning TV, uh, on ETV. Oh, okay. Uh, so we then formed a bond. Okay. We then formed a bond. We realized that we were essentially the same person, just mm. in different yeah. careers. Careers. Spheres. Wow. Um, my story is a little bit different. I think when I say I'm starting over, I'm literally starting over. I recently turned 33 and I realized that I actually didn't know what love was like in spite of relationships, in Mm. spite of relationships with my mom, in spite of work, in spite of friends, all of that. I realized that I didn't know what love was and in turn what self-love was. And so I literally had to kind of start from the bottom up in terms of building myself from the inside. And so for me, that more than anything kind of started with speaking to God or kind of redefining what my what my relationship with God was you know Mm. fine I was brought up in like a Methodist home with like a mom who's just like this big wig at church whatever pray every day have a bible etc 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 but you kind of you get to a point in life where yeah sorry my mind is kind of running so excuse me if I kind of lose my 
mm. train of thought. But you kind of get somewhere in life where you're like, okay, so I've done everything right. Mm. I've passed at school. Mm. I work, <clears throat> you know, I work a decent job. I I do right by people. I pray every single day. Mm. I try and read my Bible. Mm. And yet I'm not where I should be. Mm-hmm. I'm in debt. Mm. I don't have a lot of friends that I can, you know, call on, mm. you know, in times of need. I don't feel good about myself. Mm. I, you know, um, and so I literally just kind of started by, I guess, meditating because mm. I needed to kind of find, find who I was, you know, mm. and find or kind of redefine what love was. Mm. And that's kind of the journey that I've been on for the last um, couple of months is just kind of defining that. Um, and I found it in very many different ways mm. that I will expand on eventually. Yeah. But that's that's essentially where I am at the moment. It's a... It's a scary place, but it's also great because mm. I'm learning about myself and mm. that's it's such a beautiful process, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I think for me, um, the first time I had an encounter with depression was actually when I had just started um, my articles. So I did my undergrad and postgrad at UKZN. You know, I'm a 100% Zulu girl. My mm-hmm. whole family excuse me, is in KZN. I had never really been out of, you know, outside the province. Mm. Um, I had been in KZN all my life. And then um, in 2009, then I moved um, to Johannesburg to start with my articles. And then, um, so I was here for about three months and then I got transferred to Mpomalanga with Bank. So here I am as a 20, how old was I? 21. As a 21 year old in a foreign city where I didn't know anyone literally i would go to work and also now because you know you're you just come you know you're fresh from varsity you're mm-hmm. dealing with work it's in corporate there's work politics you mm-hmm. know and also you do not have a single friend mm-hmm. you do not have a single family in mm-hmm. town so um then i just you know like i i just got depressed and but then i didn't know that i was actually depressed you know, because, you know, sometimes also as a Christian, when you go through certain things, you, you, um, how do I put it? You find yourself in a position where you pray a lot about certain things and you don't, you end up not really taking appropriate action mm-hmm. because you kind of feel like, God, no, yeah, but I, I yes, and you also yeah. kind of feel like, but I can't really say I'm depressed because then if I say I'm depressed, it means that, you know, my relationship with God is not where it's supposed to be. And And also when you speak to other Christians, they also then put that doubt on you. Like, mm. no, but pray about it. Mm. You know, but you're saying you're fine. You're not, you're not in, in a good space. Pray about it. So I think also in, in my journey as a Christian, I've also, you know, also battling with depression. I've also found that, you know, being a Christian a young Christian these days is so tough because we go through a lot and Christians tend to shy away from a lot of things where we need help. You know, you know, those will be the very same people who will judge you and say, mm-hmm. but why are you taking medication? Why are you taking antidepressants? Yes. You know, does mm-hmm. it mean that your faith, you know, is your relationship with God suffering? Mm-hmm. And the more you grow up, I think it's gotten better now that I'm older and I can make my own decisions and I also understand myself better. And it's, you know, I remember the, the first time I had a session with my therapist. She was like, Mbali, um, depression is just a disease of the brain. Just like when you have a headache, you know, it's just a disease of a certain organ. Also, depression is just a disease of the brain. When you are sick, you take medication. Yes. And that's how you medicate. It's got nothing to do with your beliefs. It's got nothing to do with your religion mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. And mm-hmm. because then in 2011, I did not take care of my depression. Then it resurfaced 
two years ago and it just came full force. Yes. That's what it does. You do and then, ah. and then it just came up. <laughs> Bam. And I mean, at the time I was in academia, I had just started a new job. I found myself overeating. I found myself oversleeping. Mm. I found myself just, you know, being not, I can't even say being lazy, but I didn't have energy to do anything. Mm. And, you know, what we talk, what we spoke about earlier on is that, you know, you may go through whatever you're going through, but truth be told, the world doesn't care what you're going through. Yes. You know, it, it just doesn't care. I would cry. I would drive to work to campus, you know, I'd be in tears crying. Mm. And then I'd get to my office, I'd be like, okay, Mbali, you're going to class, you're going to stand in front of those students and you're going to smile and you're going to give them energy because they want to see That's you. That's what they want to see, you yeah. know. Mm. And the more you try to fight it, the more it takes away from mm. you. Mm. And um, also because now I was going through so many things, then I ended up picking up a lot of weight. Mm. And then now because I was frustrated, I ended up eating, you, feel worse. you know, even more. And yeah. you start feeling worse and you mm. pick up weight. Like and up until I was like, you know what? Actually, let me go and see a therapist. And that's when my life changed. Mm -hmm. That's when I started finding energy. You know, then I started running. Mm. And running for me is therapy. Mm. Running for me is therapy. It, it changed so many things. It's not just about running. You know, running makes you feel like you can conquer the world. Mm. For me, running makes me feel like there's nothing impossible. Running is a time for me to reflect. Running is a time for me to plan, mm. you know, my future. It's a, it's a time for me to plan my day. It's a time for me just to be, it's just me and running on the road. So that's how I've, you know, I've found, mm. um, that's basically my coping mechanism at this point in so, time. So it's actually funny how depression is that bitch, you know, it just, <laughs> it's actually that bitch. Like I remember like last year when life was just chowing me, like I was unemployed, I was looking for a job and it just, things were just not sinking. And I remember I got to Woolworths, like I went to do my grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. I cried at Woolworths. Like I, like yes. Villa, like I've been keeping it in for so long. Like, like literally, like I didn't go back to that village for a year. <laughs> And like the weird part is that like the staff were so cute. So the customers were indifferent because it's like a very white populated area. Yes. The staff were like sissy. Alright. <laughs> That's why I didn't go back because, like, I fell for them. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I just performed. Like, and I was, just, <laughs> I was in jail. It depression. It deals, oh, it comes at you. It deals, it deals, it deals with, with you. When you least expect it, it will deal yes. with you. It will bring you to order. It will be like bitch. You, you yes. try have to deal with it, right? Yes. Then you deal with it. Then it's almost like vengeful. It's like yes, yes. 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 All right. When you least expect it, yes. Uh, like, <laughs> it will. It will deal with it. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know. Like, and I agree with Mbali. Like, I will say, I may not be the fastest runner, but running and exercise have fundamentally changed my life for the better. Mm -hmm. I'm a better human being. Mm -hmm. I'm a nicer person. I'm a better friend. I'm a better lover. I'm mm -hmm. just a better person mm -hmm. because I'm able to deal mm -hmm. with my stress mm -hmm. and, like, E-anxiety, like, so most people are depressive, get sad. Me, I have anxiety will tell me, meaning that I can't be present. Mm. So what anxiety does to me is, like, let's say I'm asked to prepare a report. Mm. I'm unable to prepare the report. I don't yes. even start. Mm. I, I don't even get to the first sentence. Like, and you've when, prepared reports before. So I'm It will deal with me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't prepare reports. I'm delayed with work. I oversleep. Yes. I'm overeating. Yeah. I'm not present with any of my friends. Mm. 
I overdrink. And mm. as much as we all love wine and all those mm. good things, we have to acknowledge the fact that wine is a depressant. Mm. Mm. Alcohol. Oh, alcohol. Entirety. Mm. Yeah. It's entirely. So I'm drinking more. I'm just avoiding everything. And it literally, when it says it deals with you, yeah. it will deal with you. Yeah. Like it can't be avoided. It really is yes. that bitch. It yeah. is. That. No, absolutely. Like I just, and I think for me with my therapist, like, like I was also even with therapy, I was ashamed. Like I went like I was ashamed that I first had to go to therapy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I wasn't honest. Yeah, my first round of therapy, like I didn't talk about anything because I was like, "You're gonna judge me, and you're gonna yeah. think I'm a weirdo." So you're like packaging but, yourself. Yeah, yes. <laughs> part of you doesn't buy into it. You're just like, "Okay, so you're going to analyze it's me." me. Yes. And I was like, you know, you try to say I'm in mm. trouble, but it's not that bad. Mm. You know, that, that's, that's what like And also, what also makes things worse for me, and I think that's why I think a lot of my friends sometimes don't pick up that I'm depressed. I'm what you call a functioning depressive. Yes, mm. me too. Most of us are. Mm. Mm. Meaning that I'm present. Mm. I will show up if mm. you have a birthday, if you have a baby shower mm. or wedding. I am there. There's not, I don't allow the balls in my life to drop. Mm. But mm. the thing is, that eats away at you because yeah, like, after child. coming back from that baby shower, oh. guess what happens? Oh. Yeah, you're trendy. Because oh. oh. that was the one energy, that was the only energy you had. Yeah, and I'm so right. depressed. <laughs> yes. Or even right. the minute you get into the car. Yes, yes. the yes. minute yes. you get into yes. the car. Yes, yes. it literally, like, yes. it literally it was like. It eats away from you. Mm. It like eats it away eats from away you. From and you. literally, what it does is that, like, I used to explain to someone, I was like, one of my friends, I was in one of my depressive episodes, and she got married. And in my heart of hearts, I was not happy that whole mm. wedding. It was the horrible, most horrible experience. I mm. You know when you and I, I tried. I was like, you know what? I'm going. I'm going to be a good friend. I'm mm. going to be present. I'm not going to allow my sadness to dampen her day. Mm. But you were sad mm. the whole day, mm. from the bachelorette, like the whole mm. tea, like it was mm. just draining. It was draining. Mm. Like it was chowing me the whole thing. Mm. If I had my way, I would not have attended none of those things. Mm. <laughs> But I felt that I didn't want to let someone down. Yeah. And I didn't want to, like, I've, I've always, I'm always the type of person that I don't want to let the people in my life down. Mm-hmm. And it was chowing me. Mm. Like, it was not, I can't even explain to, I can't even remember the wedding. Do you know when I have no memory of someone's wedding? Mm. Wow. Like, like the whole we wedding. Wow. Yeah. Like, I don't remember anything. Because mm. I, I wasn't there. I was mm. there, but I was not mm. there. Mm. My role was being, my whole thing was like, I didn't want to let the balls in the air. And like, mm. the little bit that I could give, it was just so limited. When I mm. when I said that the little bit of a giving. So if I had an event, all my energy to be positive for that, like, 90 minutes to three hour mm. yes. session, I'm going to be positive. After that three hour session, it would be, I'm sad. I'll start crying from the car. Yes. Yeah. Until you get home. Mm. Until yes. you get home. Yes. And yeah. crying in the yeah. car. Yes. Yes. That can just, you know what? Yes. And just like deal yes. with myself. And I was yeah. just like, I was just like. And then also with me, unfortunately, um, and, I, and I'll be honest, I used to be a very staunch Christian. Mm. Mm. You know, when I complain to people, I could hear God. Mm. There was a time in my life I could hear God in my thoughts and mm. actions. Mm. In my depressive, I could not hear him. I mm. could not hear his love. I could not mm. feel his blessings. I yeah. could not connect. Yes. I yes. could not connect. Mm. Yes. And that's the reasons why I stopped attending church. I was like, I, guess I can't hear him. Mm. Mm. For me, it's not just being going to church. I was like, I could, when I explained to someone, I could hear God in my thoughts, in my actions. Absolutely. I knew mm. that he was directing my life. Absolutely. In my saddest moments, I could not hear him. I could not 
feel him. If someone says, I'm going to pray for you, I could not take that seriously because I was like, I cannot feel this. Mm. You are breaking me. Mm. And mm. I get sad when I talk about it. When mm. like, I was like, mm. I, 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 am, I cannot feel it. Mm. My world is so dark. Mm. And... Okay, I'm getting very teary-eyed now. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, so, okay, so, okay. Uh, yeah, but it's getting to a point where I was like, my heart could not connect. I could not mm. feel that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know, when I was um, at varsity, also, like I'm saying, I mean, the UKZN, I got born again, uh, doing first year, uh, you know, my friends and I, we used to attend his people. And I was like, you know, a hardcore Christian. You know, like what Sian was saying, you know, where you're at a point where you can hear what God is saying to you, mm. you know, you can literally, it's like life doesn't exist outside of God and life doesn't exist outside of Christianity. That's mm. how I was. And so to go to a point where I went through some difficulties in life and it was as if, you know, I felt as if God had forsaken me. And, mm. you know, when you find yourself in a position where you pray for something and it doesn't happen, you pray. And because obviously, you know, you 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 have a relationship with God and, you know, you know the Bible, you know mm. what the word of God says. Mm. And, you you know, you wake up in the morning and you make sure that, you know, you have a quiet time, you pray and all those kinds of things. And, you know, the more you keep praying for the same thing and it doesn't happen, you know, the, the, there was a point in time where it did bring me closer to God because then it meant that I, you know, I was spending more time with God. Mm. But then it got to a point where I felt like my life was so dark that I felt like even God has stopped listening to my prayers. And that then it, it, it starts, you start, you then, you know, I found myself in a position where I stopped praying because then I was like, what's the point? You know, when people say, oh, we'll pray for you, then it would also get me emotional, like what Sian was saying, because you like, you don't understand, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it, it's such a difficult place to be in, you know, because you feel like, but God, I know you're there, but right now I just feel like you've forsaken me, you know, you, 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 it's like, I'm just going through this darkness and you're not there and I don't know what to do. The only life I know is life, you know, within Christianity. I don't know any other life. And it's. It's not a nice place to be in. It's, you know, it, it's not a nice place to be in. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. But no, it's a it's a dark space. And I'm trying to, I, think, I feel like for me, over the last couple of months, everything has just kind of gone back to love and redefining uh, what love is. Mm. Because that's how I've come to kind of understand God. Like uh, in my younger and formative years, yeah. I think God was just this like, big great presence that you could go to with everything and yes. then you know by getting on your knees and yes. putting your hands together yes. he could take away all the darkness and make everything okay yes but i think that that doesn't always allow you to understand god and actually develop a relationship with him and i think the the beginning of you developing a relationship with god is by you understanding that you are love because you are of god that's what the bible says that's what all spirituality kind of preaches mm. you know um and so that's that's just been kind of where where I've been at and kind of yeah. Sorry guys, I'm nervous because I just got chat. So just give me a second to kind of get into it. Yeah, yeah. But I think self love is is an important thing, you know. Absolutely. And and I think when you do go through a bout of depression and you're feeling all of the pressure and the anxieties of you know, things that you need to do, but you're feeling so empty that you cannot perform. It's because you don't have, you don't have a well that you've kind of filled up of yourself, of love, you know, and it's so important. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You are number one. 
I always mm-hmm. love my one of my friends told me, and I hear her voice every time I like. She's like, "You are the sun." Mm. I think it comes from Grey's Anatomy. Mm. You are the sun. You are number one. You are the mm. look mm. after number one. Because mm. if you can't look after number one, yeah. then yeah. what's the point? Absolutely, you're not gonna show up in your best form. Yeah. And I never wanna show up half-heartedly. Yeah, absolutely. I always feel bad when I show up half-heartedly because you don't get to see the true me. You don't get to experience me. Absolutely, you know. So if you if I don't take care of myself, best believe I'm gonna show up half-heartedly. Yeah, best absolutely. believe that I'm not gonna be the zandi, you know. And I'm pretty sure the people who experienced me in my three years of my depression when depression was dealing with me mm. will probably have a very different experience of me now. Yeah. Of you course, know, yeah. of course, because I wasn't, you know, like, and I, and I, I, I think I recognize this. I'm like, I, I burnt so many bridges. I just wasn't, I didn't care, bro. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't yeah. give a rat ass about yeah. anything True. or anyone. True. You and know? I think also another thing is that, you know, a lot of people don't understand to depression mm-hmm. especially you know a lot of black people so when you try to talk people. about it you find you find yourself exerting so much energy just trying to explain what's going through your head because mm-hmm. sometimes really you can't explain what's going through your head but also what i found now is that you know there's that mental health awareness mm-hmm. i feel like you know now there's that awareness where more and more people are talking about depression mm-hmm. and you know the stigma that's associated with it mm-hmm. so i i found that now I can talk about depression and not feel judged because mm. there is that awareness which is happening. I mean, it's it's another thing when you try to explain to your mom, oh, mommy, I'm depressed, you know, mm. because it's like, how? How? What do you mean? Hey, how? We all have problems. How can <laughs> It's, it's, you know, so I think those are also some of the challenges that you find yourself having to deal with, mm. you know, like managing the, not being in a position where you get that support from your loved ones because they don't understand. They don't understand. But it. with our generation, I feel like, you know, more and more and more of us are talking about it. And the more you talk about it, you're like, oh, wow, fine. I actually didn't know that you actually went through the same thing. Mm. So how are you coping mm. now? You know, what, 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 which mechanisms mm. have you put in place mm. to help you cope? And the mm. more you talk to other people, then the more you actually realize, actually, I'm fine. So my friend and I, we started running. Mm. And because she was also having it, you know, she was also going through her own depression and I was also going through my own stuff. And we started running and we found solace in running. And mm. it's, it, it, it's gotten us to a place where we can now say, it's okay, mm. you know, and we, we're better individuals, we're happy individuals, mm. we're more productive individuals, we're able to love better, we're able to show up for other people because we're energetic, mm. whereas before we didn't have that kind of energy, mm. which then also ends up affecting your relationships with other people. Yes. So it's actually quite funny. So again, we're shaking the table. Mm. We're going to discuss. Let's shake the table. Let's, <laughs> the table must be shaked. Let's shake the table. No, I think, Mbali, you inspired me when you said, how are your relationships with your core family? Mm. Mm. So I'm going to start. Yeah. Um, I have a very good relationship with my dad. He my homie, Shane. Mm. He my homie. He mm. my homie. Not the best relationship with my mom. It's functional. Mm. Yeah. Functional. Great quasi relationship with my brothers and yeah my dad has other children mm-hmm. other children that he had during our parents relationships and always be and some before mm-hmm. i have no relationship with them yeah. okay we have a business relationship when con- on matters that constitute our father mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how are your relationships i think zandi you must start mm. <laughs> Mm. The personnel don't like. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. 
I've had a shot. <laughs> oh my God. So, geez, mom, <laughs> functional, dad, non-existent. Is he alive? Yes. Very much so. Dude, I channeled on Twitter because he asked me for a thousand rand. I don't know what? if you know. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I, was that you? Yes! Yes! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> He asked you for a thousand rand on Twitter. No, not on Twitter. Oh, so she tweeted about it. I tweeted it. about it, right? And people, you know, people were like, were so sad. I was just like being, because I know the relationship we have. But anyway, yeah. my dad, uh, I've got a lot of abandonment issues. Yeah. Right? So much, so how they actually manifest, so funny. When my, when my boyfriend, we're chilling together, and he stands up to go to the bathroom, mm. I stand up with him. Mm. So walk around the house together, and then he's always like, why do you do that? I'm like, I've got abandonment issues. Don't mm. leave me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might just walk out of the door and exactly. never come back. Yes. So, you know, those are, it, it sounds cute, right? But it's not. It, no. it comes from the fact that my parents were not there. Mm. When I was growing up, mm. they were not there. My mom left me with her parents, my grandparents, mm. who then got sick and ill, then I had to be, I, I lived with, I think, with five different family members, mm. five different homes between the ages of, what, seven and nine. Mm. You know, when you're like five months, you're living here with mm. 10 other cousins, mm. three months you're living here, you know, almost like your mom is just mm. avoiding and delaying the, the and taking you in. Because I didn't understand why I had to live with all these people when my mom is alive. Yeah. And I couldn't ask anyone these questions. Because yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Who's alone? Yes. Do you hear my yes. point? You must yeah. know your place. Yes, true. Mm. Do you know? So eventually when all these family members couldn't take it anymore, my mom was forced to then take me in. Mm. You know, and she wasn't happy about it. Mm. You know, because she had found someone and I had a half-sister mm. and she felt like I was going to, like, ruin the nuclear family that she was trying to, like, form there, mm. you know. So I was, like, this outsider all the time in her life, mm. you know, and that's, that kind of shaped our relationship. Mm. So I did eventually move in with her and my sick grandmother and my uncle, who's her brother. And my mom sort of, like, felt we're just like a package of burden you know, and we just came to ruin her life. And that's how she basically treated us, you know. Mm. Food was there. She provided shelter. She bought food. But you could see that she was just, like, so irritated with us being there. And it continued for, like, years. So much so that I could not wait to go to varsity. I To get away. You have no idea. Yeah. Like, mm. I could not mm. wait mm. to leave that house, mm. you know. And right now... The, the relationship is, is is mainly functional because I'm the one who just decided that, you know what, it's okay. We can't be, we can never be best friends. She's trying to like foster some kind of best friend, bestie, but I can't, I can't go there, you know. So it's just, we gossip, you know, barely talk about anything. I qualified mm. as a CA, my mom could not care less. Mm. I was writing my boards, she didn't even know I was writing boards. So she's mm. just like, doesn't care, it's whatever. Mm. My dad... Talked to her once, talked to him once a year, blocked him now because now he was threatening me, Yamali. So So basically, my, the only person that I feel like I'm responsible for is my half sister, mm. you know. So I love her to bits, but I'm not, I'm not family oriented. I'm not mm. even my mom's people are her people. Mm. I don't go to to cousins and no, don't call me. Mm. <laughs> I have a don't call me, don't talk to me policy, mm. you know. So. I guess my family is my mom, my sister, my uncle, and mm. that's it. Mm. I've made 
I've made family with my friends. I always say my friends are... Mm. And these things sound unpopular, right? Because we, 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 we're in a society where mothers are celebrated. Mm. You know, your family... Mm. Yeah. Your family is supposed to be family yeah, blood is thicker than water. Yeah. You know, your family is so supposed to be. How dare you take How dare you exactly exactly. Like what do you mean your friends are, are close yeah. to do you get my point? Yeah. But that's the reality. Yeah. You know, my mom was not a hero. Yeah. And it's very unpopular to say that, but my mom was not a hero like all mothers are. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's yeah. my story. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandy, you were just you you just went there, girl. I appreciate you going there. Like mm. um like I will say to people, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to demonize my mom because I think I want to have an episode afterwards. Mm. Like, I think maybe I just need to figure out a way to craft it. Mm. The story of successful black women and their relationship with their mother. Mm. So one of the things I discussed with Ooh, Sandy, bring tissue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> girl, child, girl, child, child. we are doing this. And like, one of the, one of my friends pointed out something. Mm. If you watch any of Shonda Rhimes' show. The lead female has very toxic mother issues mm. from Meredith mm. to Carrie to Washington. Carrie Washington, mm. as well as Annalise. Yeah, all parents were alive, even Joan from Girlfriends. Yes, yeah. mother issues, and it's a common thread. Mm. It's a common thread of very successful woman, well accomplished woman. Mm. Why is it that we don't have the best relations with our mothers, and we are functional? Don't worry. Yes, like, you don't hate your mother. You I don't hate your mother. You just say, no, 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 no. But it's, it's, I think it's something that we're going to explore in another episode. And it's not for today. Mm. So, buddy, I'm heading over to you, girl. My God. Okay. Um. So, my dad passed away when I was three weeks old. Mm. Sorry. Um, I have an older sister who's about five years older than me. And she was always the star. She was prettier. She was thinner. She was light-skinned. She mm. never got beaten. I was the one who was constantly punished. I was the one who, yeah. I mm. Like, my sister and I grew up in the exact same household, but we had, like, a very different, different kind experience. of upbringing. Mm. Um, and my dad's passing, my dad, my mother as well, was 28 when she was widowed. Oh, yeah. So I kind of, I get that. Like, when I turned 28, I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I get sense. it. <laughs> Two kids, you're a widow, whoa, you know. Um... But it wasn't something that we ever kind of spoke about. Um, mm. I think because obviously it was something that she kind of struggled dealing with um, mm. because she was just focused on kind of bringing up two girls in apartheid South Africa, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But also because it was something that was extremely painful for her, you know. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of just kind of went about my life. I tried to do the best I could at, at school. I went to varsity, I got my honors degree and all of that. And whew, it's a heavy one, hey? Mm. But 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 friend though, part of the reason why we're having the status quo conversations mm. and part of the 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 what I'm trying to achieve mm. is that I wanted authentic conversations. Mm. And I wanted to bring towards black women. From all spheres of life, but yeah, Goa, we're thriving, but yeah, Goa, Goa, yeah, Goa, but we're thriving. Can I tell you what it is? For me, it's like the weird thing is, even though I was brought up in a household that was full of women and in a family that was full of women, and to a certain extent, I could say my mother's kind of like the matriarch of the family because she's kind of the oldest. 
I never had a kind of a sisterly relationship with my own sister even. Mm. And so for me, when I say I'm starting over, I'm literally mm. starting over because I'm realizing that never in my life did I ever have a kind of space where I could go to women mm. and say, mm. Chomi, yay, fuck, Kubi. <laughs> Like I literally yeah. this year, the first time in my life, I had my first ugly cry. Like you know when Oprah talks about the ugly yeah. cry. Like, <laughs> 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 literally, it was, sorry, sound guy. Yeah, it was it was that bad because I'm realizing so much that I missed out on, and that's why like for me, my existence at the moment is constantly about going back to love, mm. self-love. Who are you, you know? Mm. My mother, <laughs> my mother just can't bring herself to connect with me for some reason, you know? Mm. I I try and she has this weird thing where like maybe I'll, I'll maybe put up a, a post. We have a family group, obviously. So I'll put up a post about like a friend of mine who just got like a doctorate or something and she'll be like, hmm, just hmm, and leave it at that. <laughs> If my sister maybe posts a picture of me on social media saying something like, oh, you look cute. Or I like your hair. Nothing. Like complete silence. So, so I'm going to interject mm. because I feel so bad we're going there and we're going there. And I would like to tell people, like, it is very difficult for me to quantify how I feel about certain things because I never thought I was exceptional mm. to anyone. Mm. I've always worked hard, always mm. come top 10, always. But I never thought that was exceptional because that was not celebrated in my house. Yes. Mm. There was no, you are exceptional, you are. And what it did is that it made me want to seek that level of affirmation yes. from men and the relationships I have mm. with men. Mm. Yeah. And that's what, it, it, it literally directed me to that path. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me a long time to, mm. you know, to get to that point and, and actually ask. And one of the things I actually say to someone, it's like, I require affirmation. Is that mm. your love language? Yes, yes. I require affirmation. I used to think it was touch. Mm. It's not. Mm. It's not touch because we are, it's not touch <laughs> It's not touch. It's not really not touch. I used to think it was touch, mm. but it's not touch. It's touch because I like touching, but that's not actually my love language. I need to feel appreciated and loved. Mm. Mm. And I need that vocalized and expressed. Mm -hmm. It's because I've not had to actually get it, like not actually, not actually received it, mm. that has made me the anxious person that I am because I've actually not received it. You never heard it. it. You never heard yeah. it like that yeah. you are exceptional. You're great. You're, yes. you're, you're, you're just great. Well, well done. done. Yes. Well done. Yes. Like well done. And yes. I'm very, and I'm very big on well done. Even when I Me get too. and I'm very, even when I give criticism to some of my junior staff. Mm. You start with the, I start with, this is what you've done well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This is what you could have done better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back to Spati Finish, like, let me not steal your thunder. No, no, no. But, well, I mean, from from that sentiment, we could kind of go anywhere. But my love language is touch because I never had touch. Mm. The trigger for that ugly cry, actually, was a hug. From because an you were like, oh. Yes. 
Yes, like mm. a, a, an older, he's kind of, he's my spiritual guide. Mm. But he's someone that I kind of talk to in terms mm. of like all of my issues and things like that. Mm. He's somebody that I talk to in terms of my issues and all of that. And so it was literally just like the trigger was the hug. Mm. Um, yeah. It's funny how yeah. our, our childhood informs our love languages and just how we navigate through. Because mine yes. is also words of affirmation. I need to be told. Mm that because i never got that right mm. no one ever took time it's almost like you're supposed to pass like yes it's a standard yeah, like, it's standard yes. what do you mean like? yeah. you're not doing anything Why except celebrating you yeah. 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 you know mm. you're supposed yeah. to pass yeah you know so my yeah so it's like always so right now i need to be told by you're great mm. you're you're mm. you're amazing you know, I love you. Mm. Uh, I want to be with you. Uh, you're a great friend. You know, like I need to be told because I I, I never had those things, you know, when I was a kid. So yeah. I don't, it feels like it's a mental health podcast. Well, it is lifestyle. So one of the things, the reason why I asked about the family question was because I feel that our family are our first reference points, reference points in all our relationships. And I was just very, very curious to find out, like, how do you think it shaped your mental health and what are your relationships mm. like? But I also believe that mm. our relationships with our family are also work in progress. Yeah. I've actually realized in my older age that I want a relationship with my parents. I want a relationship with my siblings. Hence, I'm going to fight for it. Yeah. And sometimes it's to the detriment of my own sanity but I've made a mm. compromise in my head that this is the outcome yeah. is far more important to me than anything else. So I wanted to find out, I'm just curious to find out like, who is your person? Who is your person? You don't have to d- disclose the name. Like who's your person no, like anyway. in life? Who is oh, your person person? Okay. Like who do you go to when life shows you flame? So I'll start. My person is one of my best friends. She is my center she is more than my friend she Mm. is my family Mm. she we have the same blood Mm. that is how i can explain Mm. it to you she is my anchor through Mm. life Mm. i have not made that a romantic partner because i feel that men are unreliable (laughs) maybe i'll change my mind (laughs) maybe can Can i i can't change my mind i'm open Mm. to changing my mind maybe i haven't met the the right person who can replace we are evolving we are evolving evolving self-evolvement so zandi my best friend i'm gonna say her name yes girl charo uh this is the person who if i kill someone this is the person i'm gonna call and we want to like do the things and give it the body this is this is the person who if yes like choro is my like it's so safe with her i can be a non-feminist i can be the zandi who is a capitalist Mm. i can like say the most unpopular things Mm. that i wouldn't otherwise say Mm. with other people because maybe i'm protecting my reputation you know but (laughs) She's my she's my person, mm. and yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's it, everyone needs that person. Yeah, everyone needs the person that they feel safe with, you know. And it's my best friend. I'd be I'd be so shattered if I lost her. I'd be so shattered. Yeah, and I protect that friendship with all costs. Like I invest in it. We talk. We catch up. Mm. If things are not going well, I can feel there's like a I call her. 
can we talk about it? What's wrong? Like, it's almost like there's a time when we live together. And this is part of the saving part where I was homeless and then she took me in. Mm-hmm. So she, she she has a one bedroom. So we lived together and slept on one bed. We were like, it was like we're married, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my person. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, with the different story. I don't have anyone. I recently kind of went through a phase where, or not even recently, I think the last four years, I've kind of been weaning, or the universe has kind of been weaning me off of friends and even toxic relationships that I did or didn't realize I had. Mm. Um, And it's weaned me of these relationships like in kind of, in the most painful way. But I think just over time, I've come to learn that it's lessons to also be able to, or not be able to, lessons to learn to rely on myself. Mm-hmm. And again, to just, to know that you're everything that you need, you're enough, you know. Um, so when I'm going through it, I literally, like, I I wake up early and I write. Or I'm just, I'm still, or I walk. I Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it's, it's, I'm trying to make sense of a lot of things in my life at the moment, you know, there's, there's a lot of scattered brainness, but that scattered brainedness, that's the term, but that's exactly, that's exactly where I am. I don't, I don't have a circle. I don't have a person. I have people that I can kind of talk to in terms of like certain incidents and events Mm. that happen Mm. in my life, but just kind of holistically for someone to kind of deal with that Mm. with Mm. me. Mm. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, okay, I, I've got quite a, I've got quite a lot of people that I go to depending on what I'm going through. Mm. So I don't really have, you know, I can't say I have this one person that I go to all the time, but um, you know, the one friend of mine which I often go to with most of the stuff that mm. I'm going through is a friend that I met at varsity. Uh, I was doing my second year, she was doing her first year, and we've been friends ever since, mm. even today. And that's my running partner. And um, you know, we, I mean, when something happens, I pick up the phone and I'm like, girl one, two, three. And when she's going through stuff, you know, she picks up the phone and she's like, girl, one, two, three. And because also I find that, you know, women are emotive, you know, we show emotion. You know, when you tell your story to a a lady, you know, they receive it with so much emotion. Mm. Then, you know, sometimes, you know, we do have support, sometimes maybe your lover or whatnot. But I find that when you sometimes, you know, you, you tell maybe your lover, you know, problems or whatever they quick to one offer a solution you know whereas sometimes it's just want to talk to a girlfriend and you know you just want to cry about it and have wine and mm. you know just to tell oh, you know things are going to be okay mm. and so i think i've been blessed in a sense that i actually have i do not have a lot of friends but i think i'm the one kind of person where i'm close you know if if you and i are close then I, i'm clingy <laughs> and i'm going to nurture that relationship oh. it's going to grow so i have only about like four really close mm. friends where i know these are my go to people mm. but I do not have a, a, like I, I'm not the one who has a lot of friends mm. no I don't mm. Mm. I so, think you kind of wean yourself of relationships as well like you as you get older yes, like you your do. circle yes, your circle your gets smaller so I'm actually the exact opposite I've adopted people 
like I think that this year has been a year of adoption. I'm an adopter. I'm because like I'm single, single. Like I've had time to like work towards like I've made myself more available to the people I care about, and I've made it a point to like I even remember when I met Sabati. Like I was like. I want to actually get to know you. You seem to have my temperament. And like, I was like, I'm going to actually, mm. I'm going to call her. I'm going to check up on her, even though I'm not in media, like I'm part-time in media, but like, I'm not there, yeah. but I'm going to avail myself. Mm. So I've adopted people. Yeah. And I think it's because one of the things that I found out from my life's purpose beginning of this year was that I thrive I'm my happiest when the people around me are doing their best. Mm. I make others better. Mm. That is my talent. That's your superpower. That yes. is my talent. I make so others better. Yeah. yeah. So I get affirmation. It makes me happy. It's kind of psycho if you think about it because it's <laughs> ego related. If you unpack it, it's not completely altruistic. <laughs> Because <laughs> you can argue that it comes from a place of love. It yeah. comes from a place of love, but you know, psycho deep down, you're like, you know what? I actually, I like to, because, and, and I think this year has been a year of my proteges have literally been thriving. Like, mm. each one of them have been like, and I'm like, oh, that's me. So, like, in wrapping things up, and I think we've had such a nice conversation, like, I'm so happy. What What do you think, what are you doing to work towards to your the betterment of your mental health? And what would you advise someone else to do? Um, okay, I think for me, um, I mean, I'm an academic. So that means that I spend a lot of time reading. Mm-hmm. You know, I spend a lot of time sitting down. I spend a lot of time thinking about stuff. Actually, I think about stuff all the time mm-hmm. you know especially now that i'm doing my phd you know i find myself having to think about a lot of things so my coping mechanism now i try to be as you know i try to be active mm-hmm. like actually i don't try to be active guys i'm active I, mean, yes. I did my first comrades this year Yay! So, but, <laughs> but um I, I think for me that works mm-hmm. because then it, it it allows me to not think about my work it allows me to not think about other issues that I might be dealing with. And um, and I think for me also just meditating, you know, mm. um, just meditating, you know, where I actually schedule time just for me. Mm-hmm. You know, where I say, okay, this is just me. You know, if, if, if I want to pray, I'm going to pray. If I want to listen to some Hillsong music, I'm going to listen to that. And I think for me, that has been my coping mechanism. And it's made me a happier person because then I don't carry my problems to the outside world. Mm. And by the time I step into the outside world, I'm okay. Mm. So for me, but I think the most important thing is just being active for me. I think running has really helped me. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's not just about running. It allows you, you know, when you when you stand at the starting line of, a race or a marathon you have a lot of questions going through your head mm. like when I stood at the starting line of comrades you know I was like am I really going to run from Durban to Peter Marisburg mm. you know because I come from KZN so I've driven on that route like you know, quite that, a number you of know times. the distance yeah. I know the distance you know <laughs> so you stand there and you're like I wonder if I'm gonna be able to but then you start, you know, and everything in you says you can't, you can't go on, you can't go on. But then you keep pushing, you keep pushing. And the feeling that you get when you cross that finish line, it makes you feel like you can do anything, anything and everything in the world. Mm. And then you then take that strength 
and we apply it in all the areas of your life. Yes. So I think for me, that's what running has given me. It's made me feel like I can conquer anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Spati. I'm literally plowing into myself. I'm doing anything and everything that makes me happy. So yeah. if it means cooking, yes. I cook. If it means writing, I write. Yeah. If it means sitting outside, if yeah. it means grounding myself, if it means something ridiculous like walking barefoot, yeah. that's what I do because wow. I know that that kind of just feeds yes. feeds me. It plows into myself and it regenerates mm. me and it's it's it, it it gives me courage and strength to be able to face another day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing that. I'm doing me literally, mm. and exercise. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I do therapy. Yes. Every week. Yes. On a Thursday. Never miss that appointment. I've made a point to actually tell my employer. So that's the thing about mental wow. health is that you tend to hide it from the people you work with. Yes. But that's not to your benefit because. They can't support you. Yes. What happens? When I have to leave, everyone knows on a Thursday yeah. at 12 o'clock, Uzandi. If you send me an email, I'll find it after, when I come back. Yeah. To my, it makes it yeah. easier because now, exactly. Yeah. My previous employer, I didn't do that, but now I felt like it's important because it's a part of my life. I can't run away from mm. it. Uh, so I do therapy. I do gym at least three times a week. Yeah. You know, uh, and then I do gratitudes. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost every day. So every day after work, when you come back from work, decompress. If you do, if I don't do it that day, I'll do it the next day. But I'll do it for the previous day. When you, when I'm decompressing, I sit down, I open my notes, and then I type one things that I'm grateful for today. It could be the smallest things: mm-hmm. coffee with a friend, mm-hmm. you know. And why am I grateful for that? You know, it's and at first my boyfriend introduced me to this, and at first I thought this is so tedious all the bad things that went mm. on that day. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, mm. there's actually good things that are happening in the yeah, world. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And so it's very it's very good for reflection. I meditate when I do get a chance. Yeah. Although I'm very new with medita- meditation, so I, I get distracted a lot. But I it plan to, to like... everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I plan to. So that's what I do. But I would say people should... Yeah, find find a person to talk to. If it's not a therapist, a friend, mm. right? Doesn't have to be almost every week, but catch up with friends, schedule lunch with friends, but just do stuff that have nothing to do with your job. Yes, that just make you smile. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely. Remember mm-hmm. that one that makes you smile. Do it. Do mm-hmm. it more often. Mm-hmm. If being with that friend, if you remember how that friend makes you feel, see them more often. Yes. To get yes. my point, so yeah. just do things that make you smile, and yeah. it will go a long way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I am in awe of everyone. Thank you guys for like sharing like this afternoon with me. Like, you know what? It's, this has gone way better <laughs> than I expected. Thank you guys for digging deep. Pardon the interruption. There, there was a pause, but mm-hmm. thank you for being honest. Thank you for being present. And like, you know, the point of the status quo conversations is to actually talk about deep things. Yeah. That is actually the point. Mm-hmm. The reason why we're in a closed room and it's literally just us sitting mm-hmm. down is that I want us to get into authentic conversations mm-hmm. that face black women. Mm-hmm. Black women, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the point of status quo. Yeah. So I thank you so much. Thank you. For, thank you. Like telling, giving your time, giving your time, and I really, 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 really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank